Good day, snowy day, Friday. Welcome in. Good to have you. Baker Mayfield destroys the Raiders and their chances at making a comeback and going to the postseason. It's a big story today after last night's Thursday night football game. Baker Mayfield, uh, he uh, he put on a little bit of a display. 98-yard drive. Boy, I tell you what. Like I said, I stayed up and watched that game last night. 98-yard drive last night. 98-yard drive and a touchdown pass to uh, to Ferguson and um, or Anderson. Who did he hit? I can't remember who the hell he hit off the top of my head again. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. I knew it was his son. I couldn't remember. I had a complete brain, brain lock at this point. But uh, the Rams get a win. The Raiders take a loss. They go to five and eight. Five and eight. For those that are wondering what the uh, the likelihood of the Raiders getting into the postseason, had the Raiders won, they would have then been tied with in wins with uh, the Chargers and the Patriots. Only one game behind the Jets, a couple of games behind the Dolphins and the Bengals for a spot in the postseason. But as it is right now, they're on the outside looking in. And that loss really, really hurt them last night, big time. Uh, in the meantime, the Green Bay Packers, they are three teams away from that spot and two wins away, really three when you think about it because they got to get a win over the Commanders. That uh, Commanders tie with the Giants might end up saving their ass and keeping them in the postseason because they'll have one less loss in that loss column. Even if the Packers end up with the same amount of wins, uh, the Commanders will have one less loss in that loss column. So what you're hoping for is that Seattle goes down uh, this weekend. Uh, Washington does not play. You're hoping the Giants lose this weekend as well. And as much as we would love to see the Detroit Lions beat the uh, Minnesota Vikings, you're kind of hoping Detroit loses as well to give them a 5-8 and eight record. And then the Packers come back next week. Uh, Detroit takes yet another loss. Packers get a win. Washington takes a loss. New York takes another loss. Packers would then be a game out of the wild card and uh, still kind of in the hunt, so to speak. And the Lions would have a tied record. But then uh, at least the Packers would have a head-to-head with them at the end of the season. Meanwhile, you're still hoping Atlanta falters as well. But, yeah, interesting uh, interesting weekend coming up. I'm excited. I'm fired up. By the way, Falcons do not play this weekend. Neither do the Commanders this weekend. So Packers, Commanders, Falcons, all off this weekend. Teams that are right now kind of hanging around in the wild card hunt. Saints, Colts, Bears also off this weekend. Bears already officially eliminated. Colts stink on ice. Saints, they're hanging around, but chances are they're not going to make it either. But uh, the games of interest, as we stated a little bit earlier, uh, over at Ford Field, the, the Lions hosting the Vikings. Can the Vikings go in and get themselves a victory? The Eagles hosting the Giants. Uh, and you want to see the Eagles remain dominant. The Giants take yet again another loss. And then Carolina travels to Seattle trying to get a win after the jettison of Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Seahawks, you're hoping, take a loss as well. Just to kind of give you the perspective of what you need to see happen this weekend. 877-867-1670. Uh, ben, Giants, hanging around in the uh, the East right now. That whole East right now would be in, uh, by the way, the NFC East. But Giants, man, nobody believes they're for real. Nobody. Everybody believes the Giants are a falsehood. Now, even the fans. I was talking to a good friend who's a big Giants fan about the game this Sunday, and he said, I I don't think we're going to win. Saquon might not be playing. He has a neck issue. But they're just happy they seem to have a competent coach and are headed in somewhat the right direction. They're not confident at all they're going to keep up the winning. Yeah, I... uh... 
I, I don't. I think if there's a team likely to falter, it's going to be the Giants more so than the Commanders. Even I don't have a lot of faith in Dable. Uh, I really like Ron Rivera for whatever reason. I mean, they don't. They have. With all the controversy surrounding that team, they have still been able to just stay focused and win. It's almost like they're going to say, we're going to go win in spite of. They remind me of the, the movie Major League and the Cleveland Indians, who the owner was an idiot, and they just said, well, let's just go win the whole damn thing because we have nothing to lose at this point. Nobody expects us to do anything. Let's just go do it. And that, that's kind of that, 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 that team right now and that Ron Rivera mentality. And I've always liked Ron as a head coach anyway, but that's kind of what they have. But the, uh, I, yeah, I don't have any belief in what the Giants are doing. And once everybody started to say, oh, okay, now I get it, because it's all Saquon Barkley. If you just shut him down, they got nothing. So once they once teams started to just focus on the run game, that's pretty much it. The Giants really haven't done a whole lot since. So three, four, five games ago, people started to say, well, maybe maybe the, maybe the New York Giants, they, they really aren't that good with uh, Daniel Jones under center. Maybe it's just strictly Barkley and that's it. Now, every now and then you're going to get something downfield to Darius Slayton or something, but for the most part, nah. So, and the Giants defense has faltered a little bit too. Uh, Leonard Williams has been banged up. Jackson's been banged up. Uh, who's the other one? The, the, the nickelback. Um, crap. Uh, his name is uh, Darnay, Darnay, uh, Darnay Holmes. He's been banged up as well, so. They got some issues. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to hit us up over on Twitter, you can, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can always follow us over on the Facebook fan page, and you can always follow us on the Bud Light live stream as well. Rick says Daniel Jones going to crap the bed. Um. Let's see here. Uh, Aaron says, hey, Bill, I watched the Red Zone channel. Do you know about putting cable satellite resolution to 480 or 720p because the storms interfere with 1080? Uh, I don't. I think that's in uh, the setting. It depends on how you're watching it. If you're watching it, say, like Roku, you know, through like a Roku, um, through the Internet, then, yeah, it's pretty easy because you can just go into settings and reset it. Uh, If it goes through like a cable box, I have no idea. No idea. It would take me a while to have to figure it out, but there you go. Um, Scott says, well, the Rams got helped by yet another bad roughing the passer penalty. Yeah, but it's still, it still, it could have gone either way. Could have gone either way. Even McVeigh was screaming at the player, what are you doing? You know, so uh, there you have it. Um... <laughs> this was from Mark, who says, I tune in today and got a potpourri of sports and entertainment. I got a little bit of news, a little bit of weather, and a little bit of sports. I feel like I'm watching the local news channel right now. Bill, all you need to do is go to Ben Kenny out at some craft shop to give us a happy, cheery story, and I'll feel like my world is complete. Thank you very much for the program. <laughs> there you go. Is that an ben, insult we... to the local no. news? I, you know what? It's pretty much the morning shows everywhere you go. It's news, weather, sports, and then they always have somebody out. Here today, we're at Margie's new chocolate shop, and she just opened up. And, you know, it's good. It supports local local small businesses. I don't have a problem with it. But sometimes it is kind of hokey. It's like, okay, what are we going to do today? Uh, we've looked at everything. We got nothing. Okay. Oh, by the way, there's a new dog, scoop, dog poop scoop company coming out, you know? You know, they do it out in nature. It's called Turds and Birds. We're going out today. We're going to see Kyle out there at Turds and Birds. 
Yeah, this one here over here, this thing looked like a log, but it's not. I picked that thing up a little while ago. Okay, great. Talk to you later. It's just... What the hell? Oh, my God. That's not yeah. my fault. No, that's not your fault at all. I would never send you out into the field to uh, to, to go to... Now, every now and then, I don't mind, you know, we do shows at bars. Uh, there's a couple... Obviously, I would love to, you know, we've already discussed possibly when uh, they reopen Stoley's Hog Alley. We might do a show there. Uh, there's another one that just opened up that we might uh, that we're in discussions with. We might do a, a show there uh, in conjunction with our friends from Budweiser. So we might do some things like that. Th- th- those are always welcome, you know. But very rarely do we get into like a, we did uh, one from Lux when they opened up Lux, the Lux Golf Bays. That's more sports oriented, though. Sports, sports bars, sports orientation. That I, I get that, you know. But uh, just. <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not doing the local craft shop. I would love to do a craft shop, you know. <laughs> I'd do that in a heartbeat. I, you know what I used to love to do uh, this time of year, the holiday time, when we would go to Viroqua. and when we would go to the Nelson Agri Center, they would bring in like uh, you know people from all over. There's it's big Amish country out there, by the way, but they would bring people from all over that would have different crafts, uh, you know, wood sculptures and carvings and all that kind of stuff, or cool things that they make for the holidays. I love that because I could walk through that stuff for hours. A lot of that stuff's becoming commercialized, and now you'll find it at like Hobby Lobby. But I love the knickknack stuff, one-off stuff. You know, maybe they made two or three of them and they sold them, and they're happy, and now they're making something else. I, I love that kind of stuff. The stuff that looks authentic and used. You know, um, but that that's that's kind of cool. Uh, Rick says you're doing a toy drive this year. No, we're not. Um, I we're going to talk about doing it next year. This is our second year up and running, and uh, since we, you know, we've just kind of gotten out of COVID, we wanted to give everything a year. But uh, we we'll, we're going to put something together next year. We talked about doing it with the Irish uh, uh, Heritage Cultural Center, uh, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, and uh, we didn't didn't end up doing it. But next year we will. We'll do something somewhere. I promise you, uh, we'll do something somewhere. We 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 really should. It's kind of our duty to do it, and we're big into that anyway whether it's for children's hospital or children's charities of some type or Ronald McDonald House or something. We'll, we'll, we'll get something done for sure. Uh, 877-867-1670. This was uh, from J- Jason who says, uh, pull down my ruler, but I'm not sending you the picture. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, we're talking about hand size, Bill. <laughs> I did measure my hand back during the combine. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. I did do that. I can't remember what it was. It was like, uh, well, remember what the measurement than, was? Bigger than Kenny Pickett's. Yeah. It was uh, larger than average. I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> it was larger from the tip of my uh, tip of my little finger to my thumb. I can't remember what it was, but it was larger than average. Now, listen, uh, you're in elementary school. You always think, oh, the, what are rulers good for? You know, yeah. they're just there oh, and, yeah. and, and you play with them and you hit the table. But no, we get into a... A uh, snowy Friday on the Bill Michaels show. We need to know exact oh, yeah. measurements and for yes, we do hand size. You know, yes, we do. Um, we uh, when I was growing up, and I know this is the back in my day. I, I don't want to do that, but uh, yeah, when you were a kid, remember the ruler? You had the ruler, and it was a wooden ruler, and then in the ruler was inserted that little metal thing. 
that little, I don't know what that was ever there for, but it was sharp, man. And if you like hit somebody with it wrong, you'd just split the skin a little bit, you know, it wasn't a knife, but it was, it was that little metal piece on those wooden rulers for whatever reason. And I think they kept it there to keep a solid edge. So you didn't dent the edge of the ruler if you were trying to draw a line. Okay. I understand that. But uh, I, every now and then, you, you know, you start tapping that ruler on the desk or something. See, I was back in the days where I had the, I was in parochial school. And you get, a, you get a little bit of a crack with those things. Mr. Michaels, whap, knock it off. Ah, uh, uh, oh, my God. And you're, you're smiling and all your friends are looking at you and you're trying not to, like, well up. But you're like, oh, my God, that hurt. I can't believe Sister Catherine just hit me with that thing. Holy crap. You know, and then they're like, how hard did she hit you? And you're holding your hand out like it's a badge of honor. You can see the exact like marking of the ruler on your knuckle on the top of your hand. You know, not realizing she just crushed blood vessels. And now I've got that, you know, Reynolds disease, the rest because of it. Crazy lady. Bill, I'm holding one in my hand right now. (laughs) Please tell me to God it's a ruler. It's a ruler. And but but the metal parts on the side, was, was she hitting you? Like not flat, but instead pointed. Well, no, but every now and then, like your friends, like every now and then, your friends would tap you with that thing, you know, (laughs) and it would hurt, man. That that would cut you, but she would hit you with the flat part, like whap, right on the knuckles. You know, if you were just doing something stupid, you know, or grab assing around or whatever, you know, passing notes. Remember that finger game where you have the little squares and you pop the square (laughs) open and close and open and close and open and close, whatever the hell that was. All the girls made it. I never did, but the girls made it. And then you, because I always played football. My friends and I were always playing football with the little folded up piece of paper that you were kicking through the uprights. So now we're getting really down a, a kind of a rabbit hole. I really don't care. Exactly. Uh, my point exactly. So on that particular note, we're going to take a break. Uh, we got about an hour. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pac-Fan says, I think Ben played a different type of finger game. Not quite sure what it was, but we're all going to laugh oh, at come it. come on tuned. now. <laughs> Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michaels show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Lux Golf now open at the Ballpark Commons in Franklin. 57 bays on three stories overlooking a 250-yard long range, a turf range. Yes, it's open. Even on days like this, yes, it's open. They have heated bays, climate-controlled hitting bays for year-round comfort. Uh, They have TVs and such, and they have VIP parties, company outings, all that kind of stuff. That's Lux Golf at Ballpark Commons in Franklin. Don't forget, though, right now, they have the snowmaking machines over on the uh, ski hill uh, going. They have they have tubing. They have sledding. They have all that kind of stuff. And they have the Enchanted North Pole located at Lux Golf. It's open uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the way up uh, until Christmas. You get hot cocoa. They got Christmas caroling. You can write a letter to Santa with the kids. You can meet the elves. There's photo opportunities. Go to EnchantedNorthPole.com. That is EnchantedNorthPole.com. EnchantedNorthPole.com. Part of that Rock Ventures complex over in Franklin with the Rock, uh, you know, Tubing Hill and such. But the chalet is open. The Lux Bays are open. The Enchanted North Pole is open. So much over there. They continue to grow, too. But uh, check it out. Lux Bays Golf. 
uh, and also the Enchanted North Pole. Good stuff over there with our friends in Franklin, Wisconsin. 877-867-1670, uh, Give us a shout. Um, by the way, Complicated Fellow says, uh, Sister Muriel was a maestro with her ruler. I, you know what? Some of the nuns that uh, I grew up with, they they one of them de- uh, did the music room with the ruler in hand. You know, use that for the uh, for the tap 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 go. Oh, it's and, versatile. Yeah, it's it can be used in many different facets. Hell, I I could use it instead of a wooden spoon and stir some stir some spaghetti sauce with that thing if I had to. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Talk to our buddy Gerard, listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing, man? What's going on? How you doing, Bill? Look, rule is a nothing. I this is a charity from Ireland. You know what they used to beat us with? Uh-oh. 12 years. Shillelies. You ever Shillelies? Get a shillelies? Yeah, no, but I got hit with a, a, a priest one time hit me with a mug of beer. <laughs> that you was know, a the Resurrections Festival. Resurrections Festival when I was a kid. He hit me with a mug of beer to move me out of the way. Oh, we we had the Sisters of Charity and the Jesuit Brothers, man. You talk about beatings. You, look, I had eight years of Catholic grammar school and four years of Catholic high school. And I came out of there. I knew how to box. I knew how to defend myself. I knew how to do everything. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, and then I had to learn martial arts to defend myself against them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one, right? I, I, serious story. I was in the eighth grade and a nun fractured a arm on my collarbone. True story. Holy mackerel. Unbelievable. Slap my yeah. ass with a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> there you go. I don't do but it. Anyway, I want to talk about uh, Walker. If I was Walker, I would watch Parsons' film in the, all the offseason. I'd get a defensive coordinator that would – they're the same size. And, and you could see Walker has some athletic ability. So I would do that, and I would have a defense – Hopefully we get a new defensive coordinator, and I would have I would have uh, uh, him used like Parsons because we know Gary's not going to be back for a while, right? Right, right. He's probably going to miss several games, no? Because look at what happened right. to our offensive linemen who tore their yeah. ACLs, right? Isn't that what he has, uh, uh, Gary? So, so in other words, that's how he would use them. Why look? You can't now. We look at why we're probably going to see a lot more of them. It can't. He can't be used as oh, he's going to be good. No. If we bring the same crew back next year, I'm talking about Rogers and all. You have to go out and get a a all, you know a all pro defensive tackle. You have to. You can't yep. count on Slayton. You can't count on these guys. It, people have to think out there. You can't bring Rogers back if you're going to do nothing. This is what we have to think. You know what I mean? And if you right. can't do nothing, there's no sense in bringing them back. So what's the you, you think about it? We all have to think about that. Come on now. We all want the Packers to win. I mean, all the time we want them to not now, not this year, but I mean, right. we want them to win the Super Bowl and everything, but but you can't because if you keep repeating the same dumb stuff, I, they they have to make decisions in the trenches. Obviously, uh, you know, Brian Gutekunst alluded to the fact that, you know, left tackles on offense are really tough to find, which told us maybe they're considering bringing Bakhtiari back, which would be relatively interesting because of the amount of money that's owed to him. They would have to then kick that can down the road. But, yeah, I agree with you. you got to see a jump out of T.J. Slayton. you got to see a jump next year out of Devontae Wyatt. And, 
you know, you, I, I personally think that contract they gave Lowry was ridiculous. Uh, he is he's he's a guy. Uh, they need to upgrade the trenches dramatically. And, and I, I really believe that as much as Dean Lowry's a work dog and everybody likes a guy, he's a guy. He doesn't do anything overwhelmingly impressive. And you need another guy, a big guy, an impressive guy alongside Kenny Clark to make a difference. Yep. And that's what you need. You need somebody to keep these guys, keep the running back off the linebackers. Mm-hmm. And that's what we haven't, you know, we had some good years, Bill defensively but we met you know come on did you ever really besides the reggie white years did you ever really feel that these this defense is going to come in and shut somebody down you know and, and i just i just want to say one more thing if the packers can put 33 points up on the eagles why couldn't minnesota why couldn't dallas and dallas has a better defense and what i'm saying is i know minnesota's defense isn't that great but what would it take to beat Philadelphia if you're Dallas? That's what I would be looking at. If I was a cow, I'll never be a Cowboy fan. You know, I mean, I'd rather have nails smashed into my head. Right. But anyway, um, you know, what would it take to beat? Now, you were talking about the other day about, you know, these different teams. Think yeah. about it. Well, well, here's the thing. The, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, 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 and I appreciate it as always, Gerard. Here's the thing. When the Packers did it, they had just gotten Indomitian Sue and company on that defensive front, and the Packers were able to run the football against them. And then remember the next day on all the talk shows nationally was, is that the fatal flaw for the Eagles? Is it not being able to stop the run? Because that was the only area they were deficient in. Everything else they were pretty good. But was that the fatal flaw? Well, now things have been bolstered when they went out and picked up Indomitian Sue. And when they've gotten better in the trenches, you know, what the Eagles have done is is say, look, we know what is not good. You know, they have Fletcher Cox. They, Cox, they have Linval Joseph. They have Indomitian Sue. They brought Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue in. They've got a rotation. When you go back to, and you bring up a good point, do you fear or do you believe that this Packers defensive front can get off the field? And when was the last time they were a real dominant presence when they were a dominant presence it's it wasn't when they just had reggie and company back in 96 it was when they had ryan pickett bj raji um uh uh howard green they had cullen jenkins um uh, cj wilson when they had all those guys and they were rotating them they nobody was standalone awesome. I mean, you know, B.J. Raji had incredibly quick feet, but Ryan Pickett was a 320. He was listed at 320, but that guy was a bowling ball with feet, for God's sakes. He was huge. He had to be pushing 350. But he was a, a presence, man. And when you could rotate the big body with the quick body, and then you had C.J. Wilson, Howard Green, and company, and you were rotating those big bodies in. It was just one play out, one play out, one play out, one play out. And they were rotating them. Yeah, they were dominant in that sense. They, they, they were good when you have that. But right now, if you looked at this Packers team and you said, okay, give me that dominant, dominant front that you can rotate. You got Kenny Clark. Then what? Jerron Reed's been pretty good, but he's not dominant. Devontae Wyatt's a rookie. He's not dominant. T.J. Slayton's a big body, but he's not dominant. Dean Lowry's just a dude. You don't have anybody else. You don't have another dominating figure. And that's what the Eagles went out. 
not. They got a couple of dominating figures who, you know, they're aging, yes, but they're coming in mid to later portion of the season. They're coming in fresh. They're coming in knowing that they've got a legitimate shot at winning another ring. Let's go get it. You come in energized, ready to go. It's like here comes the cavalry. That Packers game was also weird because, remember, the Packers had short fields all night. Keyshawn Nixon had like 500 yards of returns. Plus, you have the fumble and some weird turnovers. That was just a weird game. So the score was kind of different as to who moved the ball the most, if that makes sense. But it's like we came out of the Buffalo game going, okay, maybe the Packers can run the ball, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. We, we, We discovered that in the second half. So we thought, okay. Maybe the Packers are going to be able to run the football. Maybe, here, here we go. So if you commit to the run, things are going to be good. Packers are going to figure it out. And then they got away from that, and they went to the Lions, and that Lions game, they were throwing the ball, throwing picks in the red zone. It was terrible. They come back against the Cowboys, and they run the ball. Oh, wait a minute. We had some success. Holy crap. Put up 31 on the Cowboys. Come back against Tennessee, and just it, it never materialized. But against the Eagles... They committed to the run. They ran it left, ran it right, short fields and this and that. They got some confidence. And then they obviously against the Bears, they tried to run the ball. They did some good things in the run game, but they had a terrific mix, especially the last two drives of that game. They figured it out and mixed it up again. Now we'll see what they what they go with against this Rams team. You know, without Aaron Donald and you know everything that's gone on defensively there. But then again, their defense at least held up last night against Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and company even with Devontae getting that crazy-ass one-handed catch again. But, you know, we'll we'll see if they're able to stymie the Rams a little bit and actually be able to move the football on the ground using both Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, doing, mixing it up, motion, then Christian Watson. Maybe you get Dobbs back by then. You probably should get Romeo Dobbs. But suddenly you've got a couple of weapons. Maybe things look a little bit different offensively. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what next week, uh, next Monday night brings. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more to get to. whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good people. Good place to go out there in Oconomowoc, too. County Road K in Oconomowoc, to be exact. And they have uh, a lot of good food. Fish Fry Friday, too. A lot of good food, speaking of that. They have uh, got uh, pan-fried walleye, lightly breaded perched, or the flaky baked cod, golden fried cod. Good stuff. Fridays, they got good specials out there. Get the fries, the lemon, a piece of the uh, swirled up uh, rye bread. Oh, yeah. Kind of making myself drool a little bit sitting here looking at it, as a matter of fact. That's Boondocks, Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc. And tell Tom and everybody out there we said hi. They're going to have a lot of different specials going on for the holiday season, too. So don't forget to swing into Boondocks. Uh, good, good people. Um, the uh, What's this you sent me, Ben? The Eagles? The uh, 2022 defense. They Yards per play allowed. They're ranked number one. Pass play. 
Yeah, rank number one, opponents passer rating, 73.6, rate number one, takeaways, rank number one. Usually when you win in takeaways, you win a lot of games. I mean, it's it's that simple. And sacks, they're, they've got 42 sacks in the season. They're ranked second. Second. So that's where the ego – and you look, when you've got a really good defense, that's why the, all the talk was – after the Packers play, well, you know, yeah, they, they beat the Packers, but did the Packers expose the fatal flaw? I think people are just looking for something to talk about regarding the Eagles because everybody knows the Eagles are really playing the best. Margin of victory and such, and then it goes back to all of those different categories, yards per play, uh, pass yards per uh, gain allowed, opponents passer rating, takeaway, sacks, all of that stuff. They're winning in all those categories. And when you're that dominant, the people are looking for what could beat you. Could it have been? The run game. Probably not. Probably not, but it is what it is. Oh, it makes what Jordan Love did so impressive. Yeah, (laughs) for the final two drives of the game. You know? But, uh, you know, it's still, by the time it's all said and done, I just don't know and don't believe that I have uh, a lot of faith that there's many teams out there that can just flat out beat the Eagles. I, for one, I don't think they slow them down. I, Jalen Hurts is just, he's a, um, a transformer version of Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion. He's not always looking to run, but if he does, I think he's tougher to bring down than Patrick Mahomes is. Mahomes can, can throw on the run, so can Hurts. Jalen Hurts can throw. The big thing for Hurts is not only does he beat you with his feet, but when he does get out of the pocket and start to run, he has the arm to beat you on the run. That is so tough to defend. That is vintage Aaron Rodgers early on in his career. Because Rodgers threw with unbelievable accuracy even on the run out of the pocket. And Jalen Hurts is doing that now. That's that's what makes him so dangerous. Not just the fact that he can run and run it up on you. Because, like, Justin Fields can run. He is a dangerous runner. But he's not accurate on the run. Hurts is. If Fields ever becomes that and gets accuracy on the run and is able to get stability on the run, then he's going to be a hell of a quarterback. Right now, he's just an athletic quarterback. Whereas Jalen Hurts is an accurate passer even on the run. And that's what makes him so good. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to chime in, you can. Uh, Joe says, uh, winter in Wisconsin. Got to love it. Sitting inside today, working from home and listening to sports talk. This is the best. I agree with you. I think the Eagles are the best team. There's no way the Vikings win a Super Bowl. Their defense just flat out gives up too many points and too many yards. I also think that the Cowboys are going to be a real threat to the Eagles. Throw the record books out the window. I believe it's whoever gets home field advantage is ultimately going to win the Super Bowl. Um, this year. Um, well, I mean, you're talking about not winning the Super Bowl, maybe winning the conference? Or because, you know, the AFC as well, same thing. I don't it, look at it this way. If Kansas City hosts, they have a distinct advantage over just about anybody going there. Now, Cincinnati won there last year. We have seen Buffalo win there this year. But tell me this, do does anybody – Coming out of the AFC, and this is an honest question here. Think about this for a minute. Does anybody coming out of the AFC, in all honesty, stand a chance going to Buffalo? Who would? Miami? No. Baltimore? Maybe. Cincinnati? I don't think so. 
Tennessee, I don't think so. The Jets, maybe, but probably not. I don't think they're nearly as good, although they're they're up front because they can win in the trenches in inclement weather. That gives them a distinct advantage. But who who's going to go into Buffalo and knock off the Bills, Ben? I'm who never would you see doing. Never going to doubt maybe? Joe Burrow. I don't think so. I that's just it. I I don't I don't think Cincinnati wins in inclement weather in in Buffalo, but I think there is this. Um, I think more and more people are starting to go, wait a minute, Joe Burrow is pretty good. Although Joe Burrow, he struggled a little bit without Jamar Chase. I mean, every offense would, don't get me wrong, but he struggled a little bit. He's tough. There's no doubt about that. He's a tough guy. If anybody could do it, he probably could. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, just because he's Patrick Mahomes. But I, but But if Buffalo had to go to Kansas City, you'd probably give Kansas City the advantage. If Cincinnati goes to Kansas City, even though they've beaten Kansas City now three times in the calendar year of 2022, you'd still probably give Kansas City the advantage going into that game. If Baltimore, same thing. But if Cincinnati, Baltimore, Kansas City, Tennessee had to go to Buffalo, if they were the number one overall seed, as they are right now in the AFC, boy, I tell you what, you'd probably be hard-pressed to get teams to be favored going into Buffalo. That's a tough place to play, man. Here's what's weird, but, though. They can't really run the ball. What's that? You Buffalo. Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, right. They're not great at running. And we've talked about no. some of the Farvian traits of Allen, where there always mm-hmm. is that chance that he could just have a boneheaded stake and throw something away. Or I, yep. I feel like I've started to come around on the guy that gives me the most Tom Brady vibe from this era of young guys is Burrow. Where even Mahomes, like Mahomes can do it, obviously, and he's amazing, but yeah. I not the same kind of control and rhythm well, and seven yards and eight yards and then touchdown. Buffalo doesn't have this prolific run game, but overall, rushing yards, uh, overall, rushing yards per game, they're what, ranked? They're top 10, I think. Yeah, because Allen can. Yes. But they don't have a significant run game. They just have scramble capability. It, it's it's the same thing for, like, Chicago. Chicago doesn't have this unbelievably prolific run game, but because Justin Fields runs the ball, Jalen Hurts runs the ball, certain quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson runs the ball, that's the reason a lot of these a lot of these teams that are up there in rushing yards per game, they have that ability because the quarterbacks can take off. I'm just thinking if the weather gets bad. Yeah, which teams could take the air out of the ball completely? And Josh Allen well, could go win it, but who? Who? Well, look at it this way: Who's got the better run game? Even because you think about a team like Cincinnati with P. Ryan and Mixon. Now Mixon's been banged up for the last couple of weeks because of the concussion protocol, and it's taken him two weeks to get over it. So he's, you know, he's one more hit away from pretty much being done for the season. So you look at P. Ryan and Mixon. Could those two guys with a, an improve that offensive line has gotten better throughout the season? Could those two guys go into Buffalo? P. Ryan runs like a truck. He's not that. He's not big, but he runs like a truck, man. He takes on all comers. And could they go in and run the football and give them enough of a run game to then turn around and allow Joe Burrow to throw it? I think they could. I, I know it's crazy recency because we just saw them beat Kansas City. But the, just the more right. the season goes along and what we saw last year, like I've, I'm learning to not bet against Joe Burrow. You know, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson could. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Lamar Jackson could certainly go in and uh, 
and 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 beat them just you just by you know sheer dropping back enough times or run options so to speak you know he could um you look at Kansas City and, and what they have now Kansas City obviously they have a scrambling quarterback uh what is it um Who's their running back? They got Jarek McKinnon and who else? Pacheco. Who's the kid that from Pacheco is from the Rutgers. kid they took this year? Yeah. I don't necessarily look at them as a a massive threat power run game. They do they they get it. It's the, the amazing thing is I will never bet against Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes. Pacheco, McKinnon, who's the other one? Um Clyde uh, Edwards a layer, but he's he's kind of done, I think. Ronald Jones, I think, is another one they have back there too, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's played a lot. I, I think he's on right, the team. Right, I don't think so either. But I think he's I think he was there. Um, because they use Michael Burton as a fullback every now and then. But anyway, I mean, but you've got what Marcos Valdez Scanling, Justin Watson, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. I think Kadarius Tony's been banged up. Sky Moore. But they got decent wideouts, and but there's nothing spectacular there. But they just win. That's all they know how to do is win. So I don't know what team I would look at and say, you know what? If they ended up in the AFC and they ended up uh, going into Buffalo, what team was going to be? I maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the best shot at winning in Buffalo would be with Cincinnati if they went there because they have a legitimate run game. Their offensive line has gotten better and begun to gel. They have a, de- a really good downfield threat, a good passing game, decent tight end. Maybe they are, they're the ones that goes toe-to-toe with Buffalo. Tennessee, we know, obviously, if they get to that point, they can with Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry in the cold has got to be a load to bring down. They, I mean, that 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 because you're not going to put turn it over to Tannehill. You're going to control that game with a run game, and you're going to give it to Derrick Henry probably 35 times. In a in a really poorly inclement gather, uh, game, then again, you could get one of those games. It's forty two degrees, and you know, no holds bar in Buffalo. Who knows? But with the weather, if you had stuff like we're having today in our area, over in Buffalo, it's not an easy place to play. Not an easy place to play. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Don't forget, uh, coming up in about twenty twenty five minutes, got our guy Mike Clemens going to be joining us as well to round out the rest of the day. Hang in there. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have four games left to play, and many would like to see quarterback Jordan Love get more playing time. I spoke to Jordan at his locker, who told me 10 years ago he was an undersized freshman at Bakersfield High School in California. Freshman in high school, I was 5'6", was like 130 pounds. But then, uh, yeah, I hit a growth spurt. I think to my junior year, I was 6'2". That's when I really got a 6'2". But no, I, freshman year, I was the backup quarterback my sophomore year um i played quarterback and then going to my junior year that's when um you know there's an older guy in front of me who won the job and then after two games in the season he wasn't getting the job done they put me in and 
Just never looked back after that. Now, last night, the Packers' next opponent, the Los Angeles Rams, snapped a six-game losing streak to beat the Raiders 17-16. Quarterback Baker Mayfield threw for 230 yards and a touchdown with a quarterback rating of 91.4 after arriving from Carolina on Tuesday night. Mayfield after the game. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can write it any better than that. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit more stress-free, but... um, it's a pretty damn good story, I'll be honest with you. So it's, uh, it's special. Head coach Sean McVay was asked how much time did Mayfield have to prepare? It was one practice. You know, we had a ten, we had two 10-play periods, made some throws, and was able to do some different things. I mean, I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with just the command, the comfort, even just the operation. I mean, it, it was, uh, I mean, it, it's, I'm still kind of like, what the hell's going on right now? So that's Rams head coach Sean McVay in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. I know we're coming up in the holiday season if we're not in it already, as today looks like, uh, well, a while ago, it looked like a snow globe floating around out there. But if you're looking for a new house, maybe you want to refi, you want to get into the new year, you still want to get uh, some of the tax incentives and such this season. Uh, my guy, Scott Ellis, uh, he got my mortgage done. He's done the refi, always outstanding, always available, and provided a great rate, low costs. And, uh, you know, if you're worried about high interest, you can always refinance your loan when the rates go back down, but you can still get it done and get it done right now. Go to scottellisteam.com. Scott, Scott Ellis, E-L-L-I-S, Scott Ellis Team. Dot com or give him a call, 414-791-7771. He's a guy that I swear by. He's a guy that I know, uh, I trust. I mean, if you have a problem, you can call me with it and say, hey, you steered me wrong because he's just that good of a guy. He, he won't steer you wrong. He's a good dude. Again, give Scott a call, 414-791-7771. And if you want to access uh, the equity that's in your home and get cash now to pay off debt and such, call him. Again, 414-791-7771-414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis. Uh, get you access to your money, especially this time of year. Maybe you need something extra just to kind of put all your bills together and hit the ground running in 2023. Good stuff. Scott Ellis, scottellisteam.com. That's scottellisteam.com. Uh, coming up uh, after the top of the hour, uh, about 15 minutes away, we're going to have Mike Clemens going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about uh, the bye week and what he has going on. Uh, our buddy Steve says, uh, when I was a kid, I went to parochial school. We were talking about rulers earlier uh, in Waukesha. Seventh grade teacher, if you were caught messing around, come over and give you what they called a noggin knocker. It was a closed fist with kind of the middle finger, uh, the middle knuckle elevated a little bit. He'd wrap you on your head. Really hurt, but it kept you from repeating your stupidity. Uh, by the way, it stopped snowing. Have a great weekend. Good luck with the party. That's our buddy Steve in Ridgefield. Steve, you're the man. That sounds yeah. Healthy. It's a it's barely floating down now. We don't have much floating around out there. So the snow, at least in in this area, is pretty much done. A little while to go, but that's about it. Didn't turn out to be a massive event. Just enough to make it look Christmassy. That's it. And to Put fill an hour of the show. And filled an hour of the show with ruler talk and tape measure talk and yardstick talk and measurement talk and uh, some some real weirdness that came with it. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. Good stuff today. <laughs> or two more feet, we would have had to start debating the metric system. Uh, yeah, well, that was the other thing, you know, and people were talking about, well, are we measuring in, in inches, centimeters, meters? What are we doing here? You know, and it's like, look, I'm I was not a metric system kid growing up. Never did. We got it. You know, we understood it a little bit, but 
you know, really not a metric system kid. Well, that's because it actually makes sense. Well, it's universal, and we like to stay in our own our own backyard and act arrogant about it. <laughs> but I was never a metric system kid. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from uh, Mark, who says, Hey, Bill, any more news on Daniel Snyder? A lot of breaking news. You know what? I don't know what's real and what isn't. Uh, some people have sent me some stuff. I don't know if that's real or not. Uh, I Look, there, there is a lot of controversy right now in D.C. regarding the Washington commanders. Um, I think it is the pressure has really, really, really been ratcheted up, not on the commanders, but more so on the NFL. Uh, I mean, Daniel Snyder looks like a complete creep, but uh, Roger Goodell looks awful. He looks terrible right now. And uh, the NFL is going to have to do something. Not quite sure what, but they're going to have to do something. My guess is uh, they're going to have to really com- you know, make sure that every team's in compliance, and they're probably going to have to uh, figure out a way to wrangle that franchise away from the scumbag that is Daniel Snyder. Another hour yet to go. Mike Clemens right around the corner. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.